Are your prices too low, but you're not sure if or how to raise them? In this episode, you're going to hear me coach a student inside Marketing School for Photographers who asked me, Tavia, should I raise my prices? And if I do, how do I figure out what to charge? And my answer to this question might not be what you think. So I'm excited for you to have a little peek into this conversation with one of my students inside of Marketing School for Photographers. Welcome to the From Better Half to Boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn, and on this show, I share how I retired my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business, all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. Hey y'all, I'm Tavia and welcome to another episode of the show. For those of you in the U.S., I hope that you had an awesome 4th of July. My birthday is the 3rd of July and so it's always a big celebration like week in our house and our uh, small town that we live in outside of Oklahoma City allows us to shoot off fireworks for the week leading up to the 4th of July. So I'm recording this actually before the 4th of July and I am just so excited for the fun that I know we're going to have and I hope that you got to experience that with your family as well. So like I said in the intro, inside of Marketing School for Photographers, we do coaching calls where students can come on Zoom with me uh, once a month and our Marketing School for Photographers coach, Lydia, also once a month and ask questions, just like things that are going on in their business. And I had a really good conversation with my student, Tina, all about if and how to raise her prices. And this conversation was so good. I just knew I had to bring it here for you on the podcast. So if you've ever wondered how to raise your prices and still stay in business, like not lose all your clients and how to handle all that comes along with that price increase, then listen up girl, because this conversation is for you. I am kind of struggling right now trying to decide if I need to increase my prices. Okay. Um, I have not, I have not changed my prices for probably about two years now. Um, and like my fear is that I'm going to increase my prices and bookings are going to slow down. Um, and so, and right now just with the current economy and kind of the way things are like, we really need, I need every booking that I can get. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also want to. I also want to try to get the most that I can for the quality of my work and all of that as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of struggling with it, honestly. So is your demand high enough that you feel like if you increase, like, is, the, let me ask you this, are you fully booked? So for March, April, and May, I was pretty much fully booked. But now we've hit June. I felt like I was going to be fully booked for June, but I had a lot of like personal stuff and family stuff going on. So I was fully booked, but it wasn't necessarily as many sessions as I would typically take. A lot of it was just because I had other things happening that needed my attention and I I couldn't shoot sessions. Okay. Uh, Maybe. What's your um, like core offer niche? Is it newborns or birth? 
So right now I'm, I'm listing myself as a motherhood photographer, motherhood and family photographer. And I'm saying that I do, um, maternity, birth, lifestyle, newborn and family. Okay. So looking looking forward to July, you have, you said you have one session past that. Nothing. Um, let me look at my calendar really quick. Hold on. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm primarily asking because if you came to me and you're like, I'm so booked, I can't keep up. Like people are knocking down my door. I'm working so many sessions. I can't keep doing this. I would say, raise your prices. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't sound like that's what you're saying. No, it's like you're booking a good amount, but not so much that you can't keep up. So what's causing you to think you want to raise your price? Hey, I'm all about raising your prices. Okay. I just want to know what's making you think you need to raise your prices. Um, just like financially, I feel like I'm, I need to bring in more money, honestly. What (laughs) are your prices and how do you do your pricing? Like, are you all inclusive? Yeah. So basically my, my maternity sessions and my family sessions, um, it's, $250 $250 for an hour long session. I have a client closet that I include. I include 30, usually 30 plus edited digital images and um, private online gallery. They view, download all that stuff. And then for my lifestyle newborns right now, they're 275. Does this include digital files? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, that is probably what I would consider like an entry level photographer price point. Yeah. Yeah. So what has stopped you? Cause I thought you were going to say a lot more than that. <laughs> um, so what, what has kept you from raising your prices up to this point? Um, I think I just, I don't know if, I don't know if I technically feel like I'm maybe not worth it or if it's just that I was booking. And so I was scared to raise my prices because I didn't want that to stop. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I, I don't know if I can really answer that. I think it might be a lot of different things. Okay. So here's the thing, and this is for everybody because pricing is a really big conversation and it's something that I don't take lightly because I think that there's a lot of educators out there and just photographers in general who are uh, in this like raise your price camp that like the solution to everyone's problem is raise your price. And I just don't think that's true. I do think that there comes a time and a place where you do need to raise your price. Um, and I think that there is something to be said for pricing psychology. People think that whenever you cost more, you're better. Like they just do people think that when you charge, but it's going to be a total shift for you, Tina. And this is probably true for a lot of people. Um, this is going to be a shift for you because if you raise your price, I don't think you should raise it a hundred dollars. Yeah. I don't think that that solves your problem. Um, I think you should be looking at doubling or tripling your price or considering like, how do I, um, Average at least $500 profit a session. That I'm like $500 a session. (laughs) Do you know, you know what my average is? You know what other people's averages are? Why can't that be true for you? Our portrait average is like $1,500. Yeah. Why can't that be true for you? I, I agree with you. I do agree with you. I think I'm just so scared. 
I'm just really scared to do it. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, I need to really sit down and figure out like, cause if I'm going to really be honest about it, like if I don't, I'm bringing in money and I'm, I'm like sustaining the business, but I'm not supporting my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is going to have to change mm-hmm. if I want to continue to have a business. Also, um, what typically happens in a down economy or a recession, inflation, whatever, what typically happens is the rich get re- richer and the poor get poorer. And so yeah. the people who have a lot of money, they're not going away. They will still have a lot of money yeah, and probably more money. And so what oftentimes happen- happens is, and it feels weird, like in this time to like raise your prices so much. Yeah. But having a luxury brand that appeals to people who can pay me $2,500 in one sitting and not think twice about it, those clients are fewer and farther between. So that's also a mental shift that has to happen to you. Like it's not, you know, booking seven, eight, 10 clients in a month is not a thing. I book four or five and it's like, that's what I need. You know what I mean? Um, And so I don't think that keeping your marketing the way that it is now and raising your prices to $800 is going to do what you want it to do. I think that raising your prices comes along with intentionally seeking out that new different kind of client because the $250 client is a very different client than the $1,200 client. Yeah. I agree with that too. If you're raising your price by $100 or $200, it's like, okay, you could probably do about what you're doing and it wouldn't make that big of a difference, but that's just not enough to matter. Doubling or tripling your price, you're going to look at, okay, who is this new ideal client and what do I need to do in my brand and marketing to reach that person? Yeah, I am. I am taking the marketing course and I've been, I was chipping away at it and then I kind of lost focus, honestly. So I've got to get back into that. And cause I'm, I'm sure that you probably cover quite a bit of that in the marketing course. Oh yeah. Do you want this course that I sell? Oh wait, you already bought it. <laughs> like, that's exactly what I teach inside of it. Like that will show you everything you need to know. So I think that for you, it's a matter of, if you didn't already go through the pricing challenge, go through it with your new ideal client in mind, really thinking about what do I want slash need to make for my family? Yeah. And just backtrack it. Okay. If I need to make $5,000 a month, how many clients can I reasonably take a month? Five, five to eight. Yeah. So that starts to look like 800 or a thousand dollars a session. And I know that feels scary, but in a, in an all-inclusive model, I do think that that's high. I think that asking somebody who's never, this is a really good conversation. So, so I'm spending some time here. Hopefully this is value for everybody. Um, but I think that when you have a all-inclusive model, meaning you're giving the digital files for one flat fee, a thousand dollars is a lot to ask somebody to pay because they've right. never even seen the photos. Right. And so somebody paying $250 is willing to take that gamble, willing to take that risk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of IPS. I know not everyone here is, but it worked so incredibly well for my business to go from charge. I mean, I literally charged $250 a session, switched to IPS 
and my first sale was $22 or $2,600. Like I, that I big of a like, jump. I would like to do IPS, but I have absolutely no clue. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. I don't know. Like, is there anything that you can recommend? Do you, I mean, do you teach IPS? I would consider it for sure. But let me just give you a short version because it doesn't have to be super complicated. I think that sometimes we see people who have been doing IPS for a long time and we think that, or people who teach it, and we think that it has to be like super complicated and it really, really doesn't. Um, What it boils down to, and you'll have the recording of this if you want to come back and watch it, but what it boils down to is meeting with the client and showing them a slideshow of images having some sort of packages or, um, products that they can see and touch and feel and a way to take an order from them. And so you're going to have to put together some kind of packages, which the pricing challenge walks you through. I have all my packages, like my IPS packages, all of that stuff, like exactly how we do it. So you can see like my pricing structure and how we do it. But literally it's just, instead of, Hey, here's all your digital files at the end of the session, when you've edited them, it's, Hey, here's your link to schedule your ordering appointment. And then you're coming with them and you're showing them a slideshow of images. You're making it like a fun experience where they get to sit, watch something emotional to music. Like what Jessica and I were just talking about with like the video and all of that, Mm -hmm. they're all excited. And then you transition into here are the photos or here are the photo options. We have package one, package two, package three. Let's sit down and pick these out together. And you just choose everything right then and there. So I might be oversimplifying it slightly for time's sake, but it really isn't. I mean, I think it's really just a matter of getting some samples and getting a way to take some payments. Now, when you do samples, like where do you go to do samples? Like, because I I have an account with Miller's. Miller's. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so do you do samples like for each client or do you do? No, like, you know, no, I'm not doing, I'm not rolling super eye style. I know that's what she teaches. It's <laughs> like having like the gallery reveal wall and like mm-hmm. all of that. I'm yeah. not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I've just never done that. Okay. Um, I try to keep my IPS pretty low key. Uh, so it's simple for me to go and do, like, I do still have to go meet them and make the slideshow and all of that, but I'm not printing anything special for them. I'm just basically the samples are there to show them what sizes and products look like, because people are way more likely to purchase something when they can touch and feel it. Yeah. And so, um, pre-designing wall galleries is another thing that's worked really well. So if I can show them like, this is what your images look like with a 20 by 30 and two 11 by 14s. And this whole thing is, you know, $1,200 or whatever. There's so much more likely to purchase something like that because they've seen it and they see the samples. And I don't mean in person, they see it digitally and they see like what it could look like with their photos in there. And I just do that in Photoshop. In Photoshop. See, that's the other thing. I am not, I'm not prevalent with Photoshop. I use Lightroom. You can use Canva. Can I do use Canva. I use Canva a lot. You can totally use Canva. Canva. Yeah. Cause I learned how to do it before Canva. (laughs) I'm old, (laughs) but all of that to say that this is for everybody. If you're going to raise your prices, there has to be additional value too. You have to really show people um, why what you're offering 
for a thousand dollars is worth three thousand dollars and you have to i mean then it becomes a no-brainer but like i've said to you guys before when you're showing somebody that what you're offering for a thousand dollars is worth a thousand dollars it's so much harder to sell because it's like cool so it's worth what i'm paying versus this is a thousand dollars and it's worth five thousand dollars and here's why when you buy all these things a la carte it equals this but when you buy them in this package it equals this just pricing packaging psychology stuff like that which is all in the pricing module okay so that's kind of a lot i know that um it's easier honestly as the photographer to do 250 here's all your digitals um but that's what you start running into is burnout (laughs) it's like i'm doing all this work for 250 dollars like 250 dollars is our session fee so that's they don't get anything yeah um, yeah. And, and I, I haven't seen a ton of your work, but from what I know, um, it's, it's good. And you could charge more than $250. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, and, but you have to believe it too. I think I'm just, I think I'm just, I'm terrified that, um, I'm just, I'm not going to book. And then what do I do? <laughs> and there probably will be a lull. Because yeah. your current audience of people are people who are used to paying your old prices. Yeah. And so I don't think that it's um, bad or or wrong if you do have a lull for a little while. So it's, it's better to like prepare for that than be like, yeah. oh, everything is going to be, you know, it's like, okay, well, for maybe six months or three months, I might have a little bit of a lull while I'm building up a base of people who are ready to pay my higher prices. And that's definitely what happened when I raised mine. All the people who were paying that higher price were brand new clients. My old clients, very, very few of them transitioned with me. I think two transitioned with me and started paying my higher prices. I guess part of a part of it too, is like when I, when I have clients who I tell them what my prices are and they're like, that's, that's what your price is. And I was like, and of course I'm thinking, oh, they're not going to want to pay that. It's too much. And they're like, that's great. That's amazing. Like, you know, and I, and yeah, those people probably won't pay you $1,200. Right. I don't think those people probably would. Um, so then it's like, okay, how can I kind of go through the marketing, go through the ideal client exercise with the new person in mind? Yeah. And I guess, you know, I I don't know if anybody else has this like issue, but I think most of us feel like our ideal clients are sort of ourselves to Mm -hmm. a certain extent. And so like, I'm not in a financial position right now where I could spend $1,200 on, on photography as as valuable as I know it is. And as much as I love it, and I would love to do that financially right now, I can't. Mm -hmm. So I think it's hard for me to, to to vision, envision someone who does or would. Mm-hmm. So how do yeah. you get past that? Yeah. Great question. You find those people, whether they are, um, anyone here client, like I can tell you that I've had newborn clients spend more than $2,000, multiple, lots of them. And others can tell you the same thing. If you can understand that there are people in similar markets, Oklahoma city is definitely a lower cost of living than Florida. So you could add some money to that and understand that there are people out there. Are there less of them? Yes. But is that okay? A hundred percent. 
And so if instead you can think about maybe even yourself with like a zero added to your monthly income, Mm -hmm. that person, what would her life be like? It would be the same as it is now, right? For the most part, there would just be some more, um, probably luxuries. So what would Tina with a zero on the end of her monthly income, spend her time and money on, Well, she would probably have more money than time. So she would be looking at ways to save time. She doesn't do her nails herself. She goes and gets them done to save time. And she wants a professional to do it, right? Right. She doesn't clean her own house. She doesn't have time and she wants a professional to do it. So she would rather somebody come in and do that. And so if you can start to imagine yourself as that person with the extra zero and get into that headspace with the ideal client, she's still you, just you with an extra zero. Yes, I totally get that. Um, cause it's funny because I have actually thought to myself, golly, it would be so nice to be able to go and, and get my pedicures every month again and get my, you know, manicures and to have somebody come in and clean the house because I just don't feel like doing it or I don't have time or I'm tired. So yeah, I can totally identify with that. So then just come at it from that place. It's still you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I told it's so much easier to, and I don't think that everybody has to use that model for their ideal client, but it's definitely me. Like when I was making my ideal client profile, it was definitely like an older version of me at the time. Cause I was probably 25, 26 and my ideal client was more like 32. And so I'm like, yeah. okay. So instead of the money part, I was thinking more like what would Tavia in five or six years Like that's how I was making the ideal client profile. So go through that with that in your mind, go through the, that's like my homework for you. The ideal client profile exercise, as well as the pricing, um, challenge, which is in the course. And Uh after you go through the ideal client thing, and you'll see how I lay out my pricing and all of that and start to put together, even if it feels scary, what your packages could be. Don't let the fear paralyze you into not doing anything. Just like forget be if the fear comes up, be like, it's fine. I'm not actually doing this. Like I'm not actually doing this. I'm just putting the prices together, right? Like just push it away, make yeah. your packages. And then we can start to deal with the fear piece because I agree with your wife. You have to be able to overcome that in order to sell it. Because if you don't believe yeah. that your price is like a bargain, basically, because you're so great and your work is so great, nobody is going to hire you because they're going to think you're too expensive. But when you yeah. can confidently understand and know I am a hundred percent worth this, um, and you know why, and you know, what's unique and special about you that, um, your ideal people want to work with you, your price becomes a no brainer to you, which makes it so much easier to sell. There's one point that I want to reiterate if you listened and maybe didn't hear it clearly. And that was in order for Tina to raise her prices and have success, she has to believe that she's worth more than the price that she's charging. Friend, that is so valuable for you to understand yourself because if you don't believe in your pricing, if you don't believe that it's a steal, almost like the client is almost ripping you off because it's such a good deal, it's going to be so much harder for you to sell your services and products afterward. So do you believe that you're worth your price? And if not, what can you do to start to believe and understand that you're worth your price? One thing that I used to do was I kept a folder of all of the nice things that my clients had said about working with me, whether it was the session experience or their photos. And I would just over and over remind myself, 
there are people out there who love working with me and who love their photos and don't mind spending a thousand, two thousand, three thousand, five thousand dollars on their photos because they love my work. And when you can really dig in and believe that is when you're going to start selling your photography and booking clients with ease. Remember my friend, if you have a passion, it's not an accident. Not everyone loves the thing that you love. So whatever your passion is, I hope that you will get out there and make it happen. Have a great week.